What's it like to sell technology to the hospitality industry with a global pandemic raging and travel at a standstill? That's the focus of this episode of Powered by Battery, where we speak with Richard Valter, the founder of hotel software company Muse. Richard talks with us about the tough choices his team had to make to get Muse ready for the new economic reality and discusses his vision for the future of hotels. Have a listen. Well, Richard Valter, founder of Muse, welcome to Power by Battery. I'm glad to be here. All right, great. Well, um, so Richard, I have to start by saying that that your company is selling technology to hotels at a time when travel, at least for now, has ground to a halt. So I think we've got to talk about the last few months uh, in a minute and what that's been like. But let's first talk about your technology. How do you guys help improve the hotel experience? Yeah, so um, very topical. But uh, so we, uh, you know, I came to it through starting the company in Prague, where I'm from, in 2012. And you know, my my arc as a founder was, I really needed something to actually run this hotel concept that I was building. There was nothing actually in the uh, in the market, and I just thought, well, how hard can it actually be to get a couple of programmers together and actually start building this thing? And um, and the idea of it is really to try and you know not have a reception desk and to make sure that what you're actually doing is a um, uh, it's essentially creating a platform for where all of the different uh, you know guest management check-ins check-outs all of those things can actually happen completely mobile virtually through the use of you know Bluetooth sensors whatever it is so we make sure that. Um, you know, we're the management system for a hotel. And what we do there is, is bring in all of the operations into, uh, into our system, into our platform, and make sure that you can actually kind of do these things in the most automated, um, uh, mobile friendly, uh, mobile friendly way that you can. So again, it's very, very topical for, for now. And, uh, and I guess where we are in, uh, in, the, travel, in the travel space. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, it's I can see your your value proposition was certainly um, compelling before, but now if you're talking about things like checking in by yourself on your phone in a contactless way, that's very topical. When did you kind of start to see that things were changing in the industry and you guys were going to have to adapt? Well, I think that was I think the the big one was really I think everyone kind of has this moment of where were you on the twelfth of March? I think that was really you know when flights. From Europe, you know, uh, I'm over here in New York, and I think when when that kind of came through, I think that really kind of ground the entire travel ecosystem to a halt. I think worldwide, I think there were there were shoots here and there, and every single place was kind of you know the, there were a few conferences cancelled, but I think it was that kind of that date on 12th of March when everything just stopped, uh, and I think you can see in, for example, all of the different. Um, uh, you know, all of the lockdowns that started coming in. But it was really this kind of like this moment where I think we saw that, okay, this is very, very different to anything that we've experienced before. This is very different to any crisis that's hit travel uh, ever before. And we think that everything's going to change from this moment in. And I don't think we were thinking about it of, uh, through the prism of, you know, well, what a great product that we'd actually kind of created for, you know, situations like this. Um, I think at that time it was it was very much kind of thinking about well, you know how do we how do we still support hotels? What type of hotels are actually going to be left after this? Um, and just you know I think those those first few weeks were really 
a kind of triage moment for for even trying to figure out, you know, how does our business actually change? How does hospitality change? Uh, and I think you're still seeing that, you know, two months on, still playing out. There's a lot more kind of visibility and clarity. Uh, but I think that's still something that uh, that most hotel owners or most people in the accommodation space are still struggling with. Right. And, and you mentioned that this is very different than any other crisis that's hit the industry before. Obviously, there have been a lot of comparisons to, to 9-11, where a lot of people yeah. cut back on air travel, which in turn cut back on hotels. How, how is it different? I think it's different because you've never had this kind of sudden stop apart from maybe 9-11. But 9-11, you know, that... I think in aggregate, it was maybe, I think, uh, kind of, it only kind of depressed uh, travel for, let's say, a few months. And the drop there was maybe in 30% or something like that. You know, now you're seeing all across the board, it's basically dropped 90% or, or even higher in in some countries. You know, some, some places like Sweden hadn't been kind of affected, but the fact that it was kind of cross-border, uh, cross-border travel became, you know, impossible. I think all of those things just had a kind of ripple effect that you haven't actually seen in travel before. And I think it was a very, very new and, you know, quite quite cataclysmic uh, effect for uh, for most businesses. And I think, you know, it, it is going to change the, uh, the hospitality industry, definitely. Speaking of that, you guys also have a global workforce. I mean, you founded the company in Europe. You now live in New York. So how did that complicate things as you were trying to get a handle on this? Yeah, I think it, um, you know, I, I think in one sense, you know, being as we are a hospitality company, we care very much about service and we care very much about being close to our customers, understanding them, understanding their problems. And I think that really led us uh, to, you know, when we were going through this hyper growth stage, uh, especially, you know, in and around the, the battery investment, we'd put a lot of people in markets to be able to really understand some of those kind of problems, to be able to be really, really close to customers. Um, and unfortunately, we we had to kind of shutter a lot of the, uh, the, the local offices that we'd, you know, painstakingly built up over the years uh, with a lot of a lot of great people and actually go to this very centralized model um, uh, where, you know, we were actually now kind of looking at every uh, every single one of our clients from our kind of two main two main pillars which is prague and london right well that was my next question which was um the, the steps you took and how quickly you took those steps i know you guys you and i think your ceo wrote uh an, an interesting and very transparent i thought article for linkedin about the steps you had to take so walk me through that i mean were these things that happened just in the first couple of weeks of, of lockdown yeah, so I, I remember it like really quickly. I, I you know, it was um, on the twenty eighth of uh, or around basically the, uh, the the second of March. We were actually still scheduled to kind of go to ITB, which is the the industry's kind of biggest conference. It happens once a year in Berlin. That was cancelled very kind of last minute, uh, and that was the first time that I think it really truly hit me uh, that this could be a, a much bigger thing than uh, than I think up until then we'd been kind of anticipating. Um, because like the other kind of coronaviruses that that had preceded it, mm -hmm. and I think that once we got to twelfth of March, we really kind of realized, wow, this is this is absolutely huge. Uh, we were looking at different ways of uh, you know looking at financing, looking at all of the different ways that we could actually support some of these teams, and we just realized 
you know, this is not the way to go. And um, I had this kind of sleepless night on a Friday. I ended up calling Matt um, very early on a, on a Saturday morning. And, uh, I, you know, I laid out this, this idea of, you know, we have to actually kind of take a drastic look at this uh, because we shouldn't be operating from, you know, what is going to happen next month, you know, in two months, three months time. Um, I think, you know, even prior to this, I hosted a, uh, a call with everyone uh, in the company where we were going through, you know, explaining essentially a kind of basic school of, uh, of economics to understand, you know, what a V-shaped recovery is, what a U-shaped one, what is an L-shape, um, and just kind of talking through those concepts. And I think, you know, me and Matt had a fantastic call, really got aligned on the, on the next steps, brought in the entire leadership team. Then on Sunday, we kind of talked through essentially all of the plans. And by Monday, we were already kind of rolling it out. And that that really kind of meant that by, I think, Thursday uh, of that week, which is, you know, we're talking about the 23rd of, of March or something like that, uh, we'd actually started actually laying off uh, huge parts of our company or putting putting some others on furlough. Wow. And uh, yeah, and it's, it's just crazy how like how quickly all of that, I think, has affected not only us, I think us because we were on that kind of front line because of uh, because of travel, but I think that the entire economy is now kind of seeing all of those knock-on effects. Um, and right. I'm, I'm I'm proud of us and our leadership team to be able to have, to have acted and to kind of, I guess, restructured uh, the company as, as, as well as we did uh, that early on. When is travel gonna pick up, do you think? Because I'm sure this is what you're thinking about all the time. What kind of hotels are gonna be good customers for you? Let's talk about the future. Yeah, like I, I think that that was really one of the main uh, main things that we actually very quickly were able to zero in on uh, to to really kind of try and understand what does the travel ecosystem actually look like and and who do we go after. Um, so I think from from that perspective, you know, we decided very very quickly on that rather than trying to go for the entire market as we had been in all of these different places, uh, we would really actually kind of focus on the type of customer that actually really appreciates what we do. So those are the customers that are trying to elevate their own guest experiences, the ones that that serve as kind of reference points for the industry itself. So, you know, we call that technology uh, forward um, lifestyle hotels who are really trying to understand, you know, how to kind of work with technology to be able to, you know, automate, to not have these costs, not have, you know, all of these people that are, all they're doing is basically just standing doing admin work. So, you know, when you think about, you know, you coming into a hotel, what the receptionist is really only kind of there to do is to take in your details and to take in your credit card information. You know, the, the stuff that they do, you know, outside of that, which is, you know, to tell you about all the great experiences that you could have, all of the ways that you can actually kind of enjoy the city or enjoy the experience that you're about to kind of get, that's almost a separate task. And you don't need to actually be standing behind a counter to be able to deliver that type of task. And so we feel that there are certain concepts within the world and certain certain types of uh, certain types of hotels that really truly intrinsically get this, um, and I feel that that's that's where we've we've kind of shifted our focus to really go after these types of groups that are trying to do something really truly innovative, and that that really seems to be actually resonating quite a lot with the market. And we think that you know in a bad way the, these kinds of recessions and you know possible depressions also uh, look to you know, clean up the market a little bit in, in a lot of different ways and the strong concepts survive. 
Interesting. So you, going forward, hotels might view your software and the services that enables as a differentiator for them. Yeah, exactly. Well, what we'll go. I just going back to what you were saying before about the types of hotels, and you're thinking of. I think you said tech forward lifestyle hotels are the. And, and I'm interested in how this compares to the kinds of customers you had pre pandemic. So I think where where it's different to before is that you know we we came up through independence, and that's really you know if you look at the makeup of the European market versus the uh, the US market. The European market is very much made up of a lot of, um, you know, it's much more fragmented. You don't have that many kind of groups or chains. Uh, so, you know, it was our bread and butter to really have a great kind of SDR team to be pushing out for a lot of these, uh, let's say, kind of smaller, uh, smaller groups of hotels or smaller uh, independent properties of maybe 50 to 200 rooms. Um, and I think where we've now really kind of shifted to is really a much more kind of concentrated effort uh, on some of these groups of, let's say, five to 50 hotels. So for example, a, a um, uh, Four Seasons would still technically be in that kind of category, although it would really be at the, the top end of that of that category and we do have some you know some clients that have you know 100 plus hotels uh that are that are on our platform but it's really i think our kind of bread and butter and what we what we really try and focus on is the uh is these groups that are really trying to do something very unique and, and trying to elevate that guest experience and i think there we're really trying to kind of work with those new types of brands that that maybe see you know that the airbnb B market and the hotel market are not, you know, two separate markets, but they're actually one, um, uh, one consistent kind of message or one consistent kind of market uh, in and of themselves. Okay, well, let's talk a little more about the guest experience because what you guys do is really fascinating. And I mean, in many ways, I when I first learned about you guys and your business, I thought, well, why haven't hotels done this earlier? Well, I think one thing that a lot of people kind of forget is that, you know, the, the hotels were actually one of the first industries to digitize. So, you know, when you think of uh, the GDS, uh, you know, the global distribution systems that, that companies like Sabre uh, had implemented very, very early on. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of great technology was actually kind of built for those, um, uh, for, for the global chains uh, very, very early on. So, a lot of that then comes into, you know, the fact that a lot of people then got schooled on those systems and on those processes. And the entire makeup of the hotel industry was built around the processes that you would build with technology. You know, I didn't really start out thinking that I was going to have to build this entire kind of platform, um, you know, doing all of these different complicated tasks from accounting to task management to payments to you know, uh, to marketing, all of these different things. I just thought that I'd be tacking on to something else. It was just because of the fact that these types of systems had actually kind of been built in the kind of 80s and 90s and that just didn't think in a in a way, they were still kind of on-premise. They didn't have open APIs. They didn't have um, the, uh, the, the way that they were built was not geared towards, you know, customer centricity. They were built to manage rooms. Um, mm -hmm. And so... 
I think with the fact that we, you know, that's why it took us such a long time to actually kind of build a, a proper system as well, uh, was just because of the fact that we had to rethink a lot of the fundamental things about our industry to be able to now kind of compete with those solutions that, that you know, have been have been around for 30 or 35 years. Um, and I think that that's, that's what really has stopped uh, innovation uh, prior to this. And I think that's what makes us actually so proud about, you know, our, our ecosystem is actually so so vibrant and thriving. Um, and again, that kind of thriving ecosystem is really something that's, uh, that's, that's been a mainstay of our product. And, and it's been, you know, the, one of the main reasons why we've been able to actually grow, uh, grow so well. Fascinating, fascinating. Well, to talk me through the, the customer experience in a little more depth. I mean, mm-hmm. My typical hotel experience, it depends on how nice the hotel is, is that you walk in, sometimes you have to wait, you know, in a small line behind one or go in, you check in, maybe they take your bags out. Talk, talk to me just how the experience would be different if a hotel were fully implementing your technology. Yeah. So what happens with us is that, you know, you make a booking on, you know, you research the hotel, you go, um, you know, you go to booking.com, probably Expedia, Google, you try and search through a lot of different, uh, I guess, platforms like TripAdvisor, and that's when you kind of make the the decision. So you might go through our booking engine that we we have on the hotel's website. Uh, that's a very kind of seamless uh, seamless booking process. Or you might actually kind of make that booking on Booking on Expedia, and as soon as that booking comes in, our system you know, knows that you're there and sends you out a message inviting you to actually kind of check into the hotel. Uh, so what happens there is, you know, it's a it's a confirmation, but we really kind of see it as actually a beginning of a process of, um, you know, understanding the customer uh, and understanding, you know, w- what types of things you would actually like to do. So the first part that you actually kind of can get through is, you know, you can fill in all of that personal information that you have. So put in your, um, you know, personal details. If there's a legal environment in, you know, in most countries, there's a legal environment uh, or legal uh, requirement for you to actually kind of put in your um, your visa number or, for example, your passport number, all of those different things. So you do that and that's essentially your um, the, uh, the, the, the form that you have to fill in at a reception desk every single time. You say that you're okay with the terms and conditions with the hotel. So, you know, any, uh, anything that you might break or something like that, that's really kind of where you, where you fill in those, those types of details. Uh, you put in your credit card. So, you know, in case you want to charge anything for, uh, on that, or in case you want to actually have, um, you know, different, uh, a different credit card for, for example, some of your incidentals. Uh, that's really where you put in all of those details and you can actually start messaging the hotel directly. So in terms of, you know, that being a great gateway for the customer, then there's a there's a great number of integrated apps, which depending on the type of hotel you are, so let's say you're a luxury hotel, let's say you're, you're a business hotel, they can actually start uh, talking to you about, you know, the types of services, the types of experiences that you would actually want to have once you can come to the, uh, once you arrive at the hotel. And really it's just about the fact that, you know, you have this portal where you can actually kind of start talking to the hotel. And because this is all part of our, you know, management system on the other side there's a huge amount of work where 
you know, for, for us, this is a system that gets used by pretty much every single person that works within the hotel. So a housekeeper will have an app that's made by us and that's integrated into the system. So it has, that app has all of the information about the requirements of that guest. Um, it has all of the information about, you know, when that guest is, for example, arriving, if, if that information has been fed into the system. So it can be prepared fresh for that person. Um, in the same way, there's a huge amount of tasks that can be there. There's a huge, huge amount of messaging that can go on, you know, either through, either from, you know, the individual people in the hotel or to the guest or actually within the hotel itself. Um, and then that uh, should actually kind of be automated by our system so that, you know, there's nothing that gets lost in terms of the communication between all of the different staff members and all of the different departments, because they're all working off the same platform and every single person just sees their, their, their part. Um, and that hopefully, you know, is something that then kind of brings everyone in the organization together to make sure that they're actually kind of working towards the, the main aim, which is, you know, to make the customer stay as, um, you know, as painless as possible. Right. So, so as far as far as how the customer is experiencing this, I just want to clarify. It sounds like all different parts of a hotel, whether it's housekeeping or the spa or the restaurant, right, or the concierge. Everybody's kind of connected in a way on the same level. Well, well. So, based on the customers that you guys have, because as you mentioned, you know, when Battery first invested, you guys were, um, you know, growing very rapidly, uh, had lots of happy customers. What are you hearing from them today as far as, um, you know, are bookings starting to bounce back? I mean, I read in the paper about how people are starting to book things for later in the summer or the fall. Is that what, what are you hearing from your customers? Yeah, I think like you, uh, you see a lot of false dawns or I think we've seen that in the past couple of months, you know, so uh, the, the, there's always this um, uh, almost this kind of cycle where we think that it's kind of going to be coming back. Uh, and then you see a wave of, uh, of cancellations for certain markets. But I think in general now, what's really, really happening is that in certain markets, like for example, Germany, uh, the Benelux region, um, parts of this in, in other parts of Europe, so maybe the Nordics as well, those are actually kind of coming back to maybe 40 or 50% occupancy. Um, in the US as well, you can really kind of see it bouncing back, especially for later on in the summer. And, uh, you know, once we get to, uh, to, to autumn, fall, um, that's actually kind of really, really coming back as well. Uh, so I do think that there are green shoots uh, that are there, but I, I would still say that they're still quite Quite cautious. I think the main thing that our customers are happy with is that, you know, I, I think a lot of them now see the real benefits of a cloud system. So, uh, you know, there's there's all of these tales of uh, some of these incumbent players. Essentially, what you have to do there is is kind of flush the cash every single time uh, the, the day ends. So there's people that still in most properties around the world, uh, when there's these on-premise solutions, they have to send somebody physically into the hotel to perform a, um, a night audit, which is essentially this really, really antiquated process where you just kind of switch the system from uh, what was yesterday and you kind of make sure that it's kind of now active for the day. Um, and I think, you know, the, the amount of, of work that, that goes into that uh, is really kind of unreal. And and it's, you know, it's kind of almost criminal to think that, that um, 
there's so many hotels all around the world um, and you know hotels where you would think that they would have a much better much better setup uh, where that process still needs to be kind of performed every single day and it needs to be a physical person that actually comes on site and uh, and performs that task to, to you know switch on the computer and actually kind of make sure that they're um, that they're performing that task that yeah that is completely unbelievable think about your new the, the sales cycle that you guys are going to be moving into as things come back T tell me if this is a correct characterization it seems like obviously companies in many sectors are going to be hesitant to commit to new technology spend so am i correct in thinking that's your challenge and then what you're going to be selling is the benefit of a more efficient cloud-based solution that may in fact win them more business is that the right way to think about it I think so, but you know, to a certain extent, and you know, I really kind of want to knock on wood. The effect of this crisis has actually so even though we've we've moved uh, into this into this direction, we haven't actually kind of seen that much of a slowdown in terms of demand. Uh, wow! You know, and, wow. and a lot of a lot of people are actually kind of moving up there, um, you know, because it is a, like a lot of hotels talk about it as you know open heart surgery. Uh, because you know these these PMSs these uh, these uh, management systems are you know they're ingrained into every single thing that you're actually kind of doing and so um, that's why you know we always say that actually our biggest competitor is actually inertia and you know is the the fact that you you just want to do things the way that you've always done it because it's just too difficult to actually kind of change and what we've seen is you know that. I think a lot of customers understand that they have, you know, they have to change, that they have to actually do something new. Um, and so this is, you know, there's that famous, uh, I guess, kind of meme, which is, you know, uh, when you speak to the CEO or CFO, you know, what, what actually kind of prompted change management within your organization, you know, was it, was it strategy or was it actually the, the, the coronavirus? And I think that, that that's actually something that we're really kind of seeing play out uh, where we're seeing people actually kind of, accelerate some of their um either either the rollout of the system or actually the way that they they would like to um uh they would actually like to kind of change to this new way of operating new way of managing but we can definitely see that in in other parts of the world people are just basically kind of much more open to this way of uh, of operating of saying okay Look, we're going to have to change because this is this is a new environment that we're stepping into, and we're just going to have to be a little bit more agile, a little bit more flexible, and a little bit less conservative about the way that we we think about technology within uh, within our hotels. That's great to hear. Um, and it, it sounds like it's sort of what you're saying is just as many big companies a recession have to proceed with broader digital transformation initiatives. Yeah. That's sort of what you're saying with hotels, the same thing. Well, I, I wanted to end on a, on a positive note. I know you guys were also, at least during the, the heat of the pandemic, maybe several weeks ago or a month ago in New York and maybe elsewhere, were very active in helping provide hotel rooms for frontline mm -hmm. medical workers, um, you know, people who either could not or did not want to go home put their families at risk. So tell me how that got started and what happened with that. So I think while we were, you know, in the leadership team trying to debate how to kind of do this and how to roll it out and, you know, where are we, you know, with the fact that we're laying people off and, you know, how can we ask people to actually kind of do this as well as the increased workload that they might have. And um, it almost actually, in the end, came out uh, as one of our team uh, team members, a great guy called Mitch, who's a uh, customer uh, success director in, in the Netherlands. 
he ended up just basically kind of uh, seeing what was going on. Um, he was uh, he was talking to a few hotels and a few um, a few medical uh, care units, and he basically just more or less on his own, just uh, with the help of a, a, another team member, just rolled this out. And so what we did was we actually just jumped onto that bandwagon um, and just actually kind of rolled it out into the company. Everyone kind of voluntarily. Uh, really, really helping all of our hotels very, very quickly coming on board, uh, and then other hotels who who could see, you know, because it's they they had to implement parts of our, our system into their processes, uh, it, you know, and to do that while you're not at the hotel, while you're kind of while you have other things that you're that you're thinking about, you know, I think everyone wanted to to help, but nobody really knew exactly how. I think it was a great moment and a great moment for how the industry kind of came together and was able to be kind of flexible and agile. Um, and what I saw, you know, all across from, you know, the Benelux, then we rolled it out in the UK, we rolled it out in the States, we rolled it out in um, in France, in, in Spain, in Germany. And we really, really saw this kind of great community spirit where hotels would talk about it in amongst themselves. Uh, they would basically, uh, you know, talk to the local authorities or reach out to the uh, to the uh, to the local hospitals themselves, and it was just this this really really great example of, you know, when when there are there are people in need, how people can actually kind of come together very 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 quickly. Um, so I, I think it was it was a great example of you know I think some of our some of our values shining through. And um, uh, and yeah, I'm really really proud of of what the team had actually kind of done there, and and is still continuing to do uh, to this day. And a great note um, to end on. So Richard, thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you so much as well. 